0: Hi, this is Martha Davis from The Motels and you're listening to 10 Temecula Entertainment Network.
1: Ellis with Tom. Platt Tom Plant. And Gaya Norvell. Hi Gaya. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good afternoon. And in the
1: in the interest
2: of of total transparency, we all gathered in Wildemar yesterday, Saturday, to record this show. And once again, the gremlins crept into the equipment and thwarted us. So this morning, I'm in Hemet. Cats in Wildemar, and Gaya's in Murrieta or Temecula.
1: And, and we're doing
2: this, we're doing through this through the uh, miracle of modern technology on the phone. We're all on a uh, a conference call, and it's all being recorded onto my phone. It's pretty cool how we can do this. But anyway, uh, it's time for chords, fines and dines. Third time's a charm.
1: It's not my preferred way to do this, but given what <laughs> the gremlins <laughs> Whatever we have works. to do, this the show must go on. True so that. have got a really. Good we just listened to a little bit of um, our our guest Nick Calandrino's music with the Gunboat Kings.
2: And, Aren't they amazing?
1: Uh, we, we got a great interview coming up with Nick, and they will be playing at the Coach House on March third, opening for War. So
2: and all three of us will be excited.
1: there. Yes, and braided, So we got four. My little hey. little autistic music man will be going with us. Can't keep him away now.
2: He's got Absolutely. to go all the concerts. I think we need to talk about what we did last night.
1: That was so much fun. It was long, 4 hours. Oh, right? It was yes. well worth it. The music was incredible.
2: It Kat was and the I
1: oh, Go ahead. Went to the
2: the California Music Hall of Fame induction ceremony and uh just a brief background, I've been a big fan of uh, the group Little Feet for many decades and Got to meet them, and I've literally traveled around the world with them more than once, and they were among the inductees. Uh, Fred Tackett, who's one of their guitar players, was in attendance, and he actually accepted the award, but that was pretty close to the four-hour mark. But what a lineup we had. I mean, Dean from Jan and Dean was there. It opened with canned heat. Um we had Cannibal and the Headhunters, if you remember Land of a Thousand Dances. Oh,
3: who can who can forget that?
2: Um, it was just quite a night. Everything from Yeah, Chris Montez, he did Call Me and uh and uh Let's Dance. Let's dance.
1: And the highlight the highlight was um William Chatner
2: i know we were three rows behind a gentleman and someone had said william shatner was there in the first row and i went cat is that him we both kind of looked at each other sure enough it was william shatner and he's so funny he's 91 and he looks great and he moves so spryly and uh, he always talks off the cuff and he always speaks whatever's on his mind he's funny Um, but he accepted uh, and if you've never heard his music He's the term oh, likely. Don't
1: going on that.
2: <laughs> uh, he's recorded Rocket Man, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, among others. But they're not really songs. They're kind of recitals. I packed uh, my bags last night. pre Preflux. Oh zero hours. 9 a.m. <laughs> but it's William Shatner. And, I mean, he's, he's a legend. I uh, 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 played a
1: and... little bit of that and over the... Uh... Over the PA the there, PA. And, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, it uh, brought back some memories.
2: <laughs> we got some great photos one. between the two of us.
1: Yeah, we did did a lot. I looked through a few of them this morning, and I'll be posting them up on Facebook. I really enjoyed Cantete. Uh, oh,
2: they they were they
1: sounded great.
2: Yeah, fifty seven years.
1: Uh, their manager well, well. has been with them that long.
2: But they sounded yeah. great.
1: They got, you and wouldn't know was tell- it wasn't the original Candy. Really. You wouldn't.
2: really wouldn't. Yeah. I was telling Kat. I mean, I mean, it was a great opening act, but they really should have been held back to later in the evening. But anyway, it was a great night.
1: It was good, and yeah, four hours is a long time, but it yeah. was the music was well worth it.
2: It was. The, the organizers and they did, tribute- did
1: a great job.
2: Tribute to Richie Valens was cool, and it was just an amazing evening.
1: It really was.
2: So, so we've got quite a yeah. show today. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, Michelle Morada from Studio City. Now, good friend yep. of mine, and she has her own little podcast. Not want to say little; she's got thousands and thousands of listeners now. So she's really, really moving up on that. And then uh,
2: uh,
1: we've got Ramona.
2: Yes, and Ramana to, was actually, uh, uh, she was in the studio with us.
1: She's, she's wonderful. She has such good uh, uh, ideas and recipes, and um, I look forward to making it what she uh, was telling us about yesterday oh, for Valentine's Oh, does it
2: sound Day. delicious. Speaking of Valentine's Day, it is 16 days away. Do we want to uh, save that for a little later in the show or get into that now? Well,
3: oh, we okay, can do it Go now. ahead. Yeah, yeah, let's jump in.
2: Okay, I, I'm going to quiz you. What is the number one gift that, that people get for their Valentine? Number one.
1: Sassy Mama's
2: <laughs> <Chocolate>. <laughs> It should be. It should be, Kat, but it's uh, unfortunately <laughs> I'm you're, sorry, you're incorrect. I'm sorry. i got to keep
1: plugging myself on that.
2: Gayle, what do Mama's
1: you think? Sassy Mama's chocolate. I
2: say No, uh, I say chocolate. Candies or sweets. Correct. Followed by cards, flowers, a romantic dinner, Sassy Mama's. No. Number five is wine. <laughs> So that's a direct tie into cords, Vines and Dines. So, uh, and I do have a uh, cute, well, I'll, I'll get to, the, uh, I have a cute Valentine story. You know what? I'm going to do it off the cuff because I remember it. This uh, woman worked as a librarian, and she worked in the uh, kind of the technical section of the library. And this guy kept coming in, and he wanted to see the latest journals, and he started asking her out. And they started dating, and they dated for about a year and a half. And he came in one morning, he had kind of a funny look on his face, and he started rummaging through her desk, and she's thinking to herself, what, what the hell is he doing? And finally, he pulls out a rubber stamp, and he has her spread her hand out across the desk, and he stamps it firmly, and it said, out of circulation. And that was his way of proposing to her.
1: Great story.
2: She said yes.
1: <laughs> uh, I would hope Great so story. after all of that. Um, yeah. One other thing for about Sassy Mamas, I'll be at uh, Lorimar Winery on uh, on the uh, 9th of February for their Galentine's uh, Sip and, and Shop. And so you'll have a chance to uh, purchase some uh, Sassy Mamas. I'll be there with a bunch of other vendors. They really are outdoing themselves this time. A lot more vendors. What time does that start? Past. 5 o'clock. 5 till 8. Perfect. It's a Thursday night, I believe. And be there, or be square. Valentine's. Yep, I'll have my uh, cherry butter with a little chocolate, heart shaped chocolate made out of fudge, and uh, to put on top for ice cream or whatever. But anyway, let's get on to uh, Michelle Morata and uh, with her interview. Perfect. All right, we are Cords, Vines, and Dines. And we are speaking with Michelle Murata from Studio City Now. Did I get that one right? Hi,
3: uh, I'm here. <laughs> so Studio City Now has got, has a lot of exciting things going on during award season over there. So how's that going for you, Michelle? Well, um, it's actually
0: going pretty well. I've covered or I've interviewed um, actors who have been in some of the movies that were up last year this year oops here comes a car <laughs> this year i hope to interview gabe bologna again uh lani kazan uh i'm going to an event tomorrow and i'll see who i could you know get on the red carpet there
1: that'd be awesome for you how'd you get started doing broadcast podcasts?
0: well for the podcast i've been talking about it for a while but had absolutely no clue where to begin so um you'll catch you know i do voiceovers right so i'm in the studio with my engineer shout out to mike rafferty uh just doing a demo so he shut the door pulled out a bottle of tequila and said you wanted to do a podcast yeah We're putting it together right now. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay. But he had a platform because I had no idea on platforms or anything. So within two hours, we got the name, we got the logo. He got me on Anchor. Uh, The next day he taught me how to edit in Adobe Audition And I started making a lot of calls because um, the area I live in, I've got Ed Bagley literally across the street from me. Uh, I've got little Boozler up the street. I'm just surrounded by actors. Also, because I grew up in the music industry, I just started calling everyone I knew. And I was fortunate enough to get a bazillion interviews that way. Then, (laughs) through LinkedIn, a uh, a PR person reached out to me, and I've just published episode 122.
2: Good for you. Wow, that's great.
4: I'm
0: very grateful. I've been very fortunate. And I'm very, very grateful um, I just booked Billy Vera. If you remember Billy Vera and the Beaters? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Last night, I'm listening to a YouTube on VJ Records. Uh, my father was president of VJ for a short time in the 60s. And about halfway through the interview, it says... Um, oh, and Billy Vera from Billy Vera and the Beaters be- tried to... Uh, we established VG again. And I'm like, I'm a Facebook friend of his. Uh-huh. So I reached out to him and the next thing I know I booked him. Oh cool.
2: I bet he was yeah. a wonderful interview. I'm sorry? I'll bet he was a wonderful interview.
3: Well no, we haven't done the interview yet.
2: <laughs> I bet he Just will be
1: <laughs> That is so cool.
3: Yeah. That's it yeah, that's a great league to play
1: in for sure. Well, we'll
0: have to get Billy on our show, too. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he's just very... He was very nice. And all the years I've known him, because I've known him as an acquaintance, because I um, saw one of his last shows at the Cozy Room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He just didn't know my background. I didn't know he was involved in it. So...
1: Michelle, where do you see yourself going with your podcast?
0: Well, I've got about ten thousand subscribers now. Bravo. Uh mostly in South Africa and Singapore, which really surprised me. Wow. Um my goal is to basically do that all day. Or three to four days a week, get some sponsors. If I can get up to a hundred thousand subscribers, that would be my income and I like it. Um I've done radio before. I was the voice of K West in the eighties.
2: Wow. Oh yeah.
0: Before K West went off the air. So you know, I've I've been
3: in radio or entertainment most of my life. That's awesome. It sounds like you're from the East Coast. Where are you from on the East Coast? Are you somewhere in New York? Oh, that is so weird. I thought that was gone. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx,
0: but I grew up here in Royal Canyon. I came out here in
3: 1960. Oh, so you, yeah. You're about, what, yeah. four years old,
0: five years old? I was five. That makes me 25 if you do the That's math. A, of course. <laughs> But um, I lived in London for two years, and sometimes that comes out.
2: Wow. <laughs> ah. What's the name of your podcast so our listeners can can listen to you, too?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, my podcast is called Studio City. Now, I'm on Spotify, uh, Anchor, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Amazon, Audible, Stretcher, Breaker, Google Podcasts. I'm on seven or eight platforms.
2: Fabulous. Um,
0: And there's an app on my phone just called Podcasts.
2: Yes, I have it too. Uh, Yeah, it's on all Apple iPhones.
3: Um, I'm on that one too. Well, you go girl, go out there and get them. You'll hit that 100,000 before you know it. Yeah, you're going like gangbusters. So we're so excited for you. I'm very
0: excited. I'm also on a web series. As an extra, and I can't complain, um, it's called Dar D-H-A-R, Man, M-A-N-N, and I've been on about 40 of his um, webisodes. That's cool. And I've actually, oh, again, grateful, and I'm actually um, grateful that some of the actors from there have been on the podcast. Um, Michael Vacaro who has done everything. It's been on the podcast once or twice. Uh, I'd love to interview Jarman. But the other actors, uh, whose names I can't remember right now. Oh, well.
3: Well, I would like to do a segment with both you and and Mr. Tom Plant here, who Uh is a superb voiceover artist, as well as you. It would be really fun for us to do a... uh, a segment on voiceovers, how to get started, how they, they, how both of you are so successful at it. And uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about that path. Okay, that started very
0: strangely. Um, It was 1980, I was out of work. The company I'd worked for basically shut down. So I'm sitting in my apartment watching TV And a commercial for Columbia School of Broadcasting came on. So I called thinking I could get a job as, you know, a secretary. The guy answers the phone. He calls me back. He hires me to be an instructor, and I knew nothing about
2: it. (laughs) Wow.
0: But, you know. I love it. I was cute. I, I had a body and a face for radio, I guess. <laughs> um, he hires me. I connected with a man named Bob Hughes, who is a veteran uh, radio DJ. And um, he basically taught me how to do voiceovers. I also reached out to uh, Lance Freed, who's Alan Freed's son. Mm. If Anybody remembers Alan Freed from the 60s, the payola thing? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And um, Lance pointed me in the right direction. I just reached out to people I knew. Then I reached out to Jay Lasker. And he said, well, I can get you a job as a secretary here at my company. No, I want to do voiceovers. (laughs) I still kick myself. He was the president of Motown.
2: Wow. (laughs)
0: That's how I got into voiceovers. And um, I've done other things because, as you know, unless you're one of the top five in this industry, um, you have to do other work.
2: Right. It's a highly competitive field.
0: Oh, I know. I know when I see on the casting calls, you know, voiceover for this, you know, it may pay $200. It's a five-line thing. But there are a thousand people that are competing for that one job.
2: Yes, indeed.
0: Easily. But um, that's how I got into it. I subsequently uh, became a bunny at the Playboy Club (laughs) as a uh, cocktail waitress, not a naked bunny.
2: So, Michelle, I've got a good one for you. When I was uh, actively doing voiceover in San Francisco, one of the people uh, that I was uh, a fellow... uh, client with uh was named denny delk and if you don't know that name i'll give you two words that will tell you who he is tell me got milk
0: oh my gosh he
2: made he i'm sure he retired off of those two words
0: I he had a tagline
2: yeah got milk
0: amazing
1: and, michelle you're also a professional photographer
0: i am and i got into that in a weird way too Um, someone I know who was a, uh, what did Larry do? Music reviewer. He reached out to me uh, because of my background in music. Then he started taking me around to the festivals. And he was taking pictures with his little iPhone. I said, I kind of like this. So I reached out to Henry Diltz, who did all the album covers um, in the 70s. And he told me which type of camera to get and I took a couple of classes. Next thing I know, you know, part of it was connections, but I had to prove myself. I'm doing my first gig was a red carpet event, Pat Boone's 80th birthday. Wow. Wow. And I was like, holy kazole.
3: No pressure
2: there.
0: I know and I had no place to post them. I was just doing pictures. Second gig was um, Hollywood Museum where I will be tomorrow night. Third one was the Oscar party. I made connections at the Oscar party who told me where to start posting my pictures. This was in 2011. I've now built a reputation I would be up till two in the morning to get photos out to people because i promised them not realizing it's a 72-hour turnaround i'd get them within 12 hours Mm. Uh, but it's at the point and again the word i have to say is grateful uh pr people are reaching out to me asking me to cover their events i just did the latin grammys in november and that was a lot of fun. I'll bet. And, that was in Las um, Vegas, wasn't it? Was it was so much fun. I got to practice my Spanish.
2: Kat uh-huh. was just but, saying uh, that was in Las Vegas, right?
0: It was. It definitely was. I mean, I didn't see a lot of Vegas, but um, my photos are posted on Dreamstime. I've got some on Shutterstock, some on Alame, but Dreams Time is my main outlet under Wood 995. So that's kind of cool.
2: Yes. Again,
0: well, yeah. you know, it sounds like a broken record, but it's grateful.
2: Ray um, Wiley I Hubbard, a Ray Wiley Hubbard a little- is a singer-songwriter. And the quote I have in my email signature from him is, the days my gratitude is higher than my expectations. Those are pretty good days.
0: Yes. Well, what changed a lot for me I was in a near fatal car accident in 2016. Mm. Um, I got T boned by a movie truck and had to be cut out of my car. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw myself above my car. Wow. So, you know, technically I shouldn't be here and I'm grateful
3: I am.
2: We are too. You definitely
3: are yeah well it sounds yeah. like you've had a very charmed life and that you have made really the best of every brass ring that came your way and even if it was swinging far in the distance you managed to reach it so i'm honored that you came on the show today you you are a go-getter and making it happen kind of lady and uh, that's admirable well you know actually i'm grateful you guys Um, You know, ask
0: me to be on it, because this is something, I love doing radio, I love doing the podcast, which is radio, but a little different. Um, It's the new I just love this industry.
2: Thank you so much for your time, Michelle, and you know, it's always a delight to either visit with you on the phone, or better yet, uh, hug you.
0: Well, I'll come down there soon just waiting for the rain to clear up and you know a little time again
1: we'll go spend the day wine tasting
0: yeah um exactly yeah now also before we go um interview before last i think it's episode 121 is with the man my friend Klein. first of all coolest guy in utah coolest guy in the amazon um, his parents were in a polygamous marriage. It took the man four years to escape. Wow. He got, edu- he got educated, is married with four daughters, diagnosed with cancer, thyroid cancer, which, I mean, it's not fatal. Rather than have traditional surgery, he went to the shamans in the Amazon for three months. Cancer is almost gone. He came back a totally different person, just very spiritual. He's down in the Amazon now, but that episode I'm talking about talks about his time in the Amazon and the medicinal plants. It's one of the Love most informative. Out. It's 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 an interesting interview.
1: I can't wait to hear it. Sounds like it.
0: Yeah, it's um, Michelle Marotta. It's Anchor Dot FM slash M I C H E L E M A R O T T A. I put my name in Google, and I'm the first Michelle to come up. So, yeah, so thank you so, so much.
1: And it's Michelle with one
2: L, right? Correct. All right, Michelle, all the best, and we will see you soon.
0: Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night.
2: You too.
1: Thanks,
0: Michelle. Okay. bye Thank you. Okay,
2: bye. bye. Hi, this is Robert
5: Rankin-Walker. You're listening to Chords and Vines on 10 Temecula Entertainment Network.
1: And, Tom, you want to introduce our next guest?
2: Sure. Uh, I'm so excited. We've had Ramana on the show, I think, three times, and it's always been over the phone. And today she actually came and joined us with her daughter, Ava. Uh, She's an amazing woman, and Ramana has a wonderful recipe that she's going to share with us. And she says it's something that would be great for Valentine's Day. So, Ramana, take it away.
4: Uh, Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to put the faces to the names. And again, I were talking about Valentine's Day. uh, And so instead of just enjoying some crackers and cheese, I have a recipe I'd like to share that is um, similar but actually much more tasty. I take a skillet and put some Mediterranean flatbread from Trader Joe's and then in another cast iron skillet. I sauté some vegetables. I love red peppers. You can also have orange and green as well. Oh, and get the peppers nice and soft. Add some garlic, some onions. And for protein, you can add mushrooms or you can put in some sausages from Trader Joe's. They have many varieties. After you get it nice and softened, turn the heat down. And the secret ingredient is a tablespoon or two of jalapeno cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Toss it in there, let it melt, and then I like to add a little bit of jalapeno juice to Ooh. flavor everything. And then once it's all blended and smelling fantastic, you spoon it into the golden pita and enjoy it with some vino. So it's an outstanding, my probably my favorite uh, simple recipe, quick and easy and fantastic.
2: Romana, that sounds just simply amazing, and I'm going to have to try that for sure. Thank you so much, and, but I'm not going to let you off the hook quite yet. Okay. All right. We're going to do the uh, Game of Food. Uh, the category is Cooking Tools and Techniques. Copper cladded pans are beloved for their even heating and conductivity. What does it mean if a pan is copper cladded? Is it A, the metal is infused with a copper alloy? B, thin layers of copper are sandwiched between other metals? C, the pan enriches your food with copper copper ions or d the pan will work on induction burners
4: i believe the correct answer is i'm going with b
2: ding 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 ding. winner winner chicken oh all right you are correct all where's right. my vena tom where's then my vena? layers of <laughs> copper are sandwiched between other metals
1: she wants a present now <laughs> all right i have one for you tom okay or for everybody toasted mm-hmm <laughs> is a cute euphemism for breaded and fried, which is exactly what happens to ravioli in this city where ravioli are served with marinara dipping sauce like mozzarella sticks. A. St. Louis, Missouri. B. Charleston, West Virginia. C. Atlanta, Georgia. Or D. Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to go with A. Anybody else? D. A. St. Louis, Missouri, Hey. Uh, bing, bing,
3: ding, ding, ding. And that was ravenous with Romana. And now on to our next guest, Nick
1: Alandrino. Oh.
3: Kat, so you've known Nick to... for
2: how many years? Seventeen? Oh
1: well at least seventeen. Uh the Gunboat Kings Nick's band. Uh they're a six piece rock band. They're based out of Orange County.
2: I've been hearing you talk about the Gunboat Kings for I don't know how many years and I finally got to see them with you and Braden in December, and they're remarkable. They're really good.
1: Oh, they really are. The primary songwriters are Nick Caladrino and Eldon LaSalda. They write music based on their life experience, which Nick does talk about a little bit in there. Um, And they both are sizzling guitar players, and their vocal harmonies are great, and... So why don't we get yes. on to our interview with Nick?
2: Did you recover from opening for immediate family? What a trip that was! Oh my God!
1: <laughs> that was your I second did. time opening for them, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, they asked for us again, but it was like, uh, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm friends with Lee, and he he's a mad, mad you know, just nuts.
1: <laughs> anyway, I am looking forward to. See, we're all looking for. We're all going to be going to see you and War and uh March, um, March 3rd and yeah um I talked with Tommy Ballone and we're going to interview Tommy at another time too but he says oh get Nick go go talk to Nick first <laughs> and you know going over your bar I mean I've known you guys for a long time but I didn't realize you you've been together was it 17 years
5: yeah yeah and some of the guys have uh have worked together in previous bands too so it's been a long trip. Long, strange trip, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you've got a wide genre of music that that you play and it's all original, which is really cool. Yeah. And one thing that stuck out to me was, you know, rock and roll and you seem to be more of the rock and roll part of the band. <laughs> do you think do you feel that way? When I yeah, see you play, I, uh, I see you more doing rock out. I mean, you're great at everything you do, but I see a little more rock influence in what you're doing than anything else.
5: Well, like my heroes, man. You know, it's like Jeff Beck. It was like, ah, wow. You know, he could he could just make your toes curl with, with uh, some of the riffs and and uh, and and stuff he played, man. It was just like really just perfect. And uh, I try to emulate some of that. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, uh, I, was, uh, I was hired into the band a bunch of years ago by, uh, oh, uh, Billy McFadden. Oh, really Snickers,
1: su- my friend Snickers. Yeah,
5: yeah, super, super good drummer. Um, and he said he wanted, that's what he wanted. He wanted a little more rock influence into the band, and that's, that's all I'd been doing. And uh, it kind of worked out pretty well.
1: You guys were called, was it Seventh Son then or something like that?
5: Seventh Sons. Actually, he hired me into a group called uh, Night Creatures. That's (laughs)
1: right. That's right. I
5: remember that now. Yeah.
1: That was cool, too. I think that's where I met. um, Gee, I'm trying to remember. Was that with, uh, with Billy Yates? Did he join in with you guys or was... That was probably another band. I was trying to remember everybody that was in that.
5: Uh, and, Billy uh, was the uh, Billy Rick was Billy Frost from. Oh yeah, Rick Frost was then there too. But uh, Billy came from the uh, the Outlaws. He played guitar for the Outlaws. Yeah, and uh, and he was just hanging around. I had a I had a a gig coming up for the uh, kids' club. You know uh, that was trying to raise money to keep their uh, their facilities open and going. And I just called Billy up. I said, dude, you know, we got this gig, uh, uh, you know, for the kids. And he was all about the kids. I mean, it was just like, man, he was on. I didn't even need to finish the sentence. And uh, and from there, he played a few gigs with us. Yeah, it was, it was really, really great.
1: Yeah, uh, he and I became good friends after that. I'm still in touch with him a yeah. lot.
2: Okay, awesome. Hey, Nick, how, what got you started playing guitar? Who are your... What were you listening to when you were growing up, and what what uh, gave you the itch to start playing?
5: I had to be uh, just like George Harrison. I heard uh, I heard "Honey, Don't" uh, ah, one, of the yeah. their, <laughs> one of their early songs, man, and I just begged my mom to get me a guitar. So it was like game on, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I played and practiced and practiced and. and you know, got the bloody fingers and, and oh, still wow. get at it, so.
1: You are so much fun to watch on stage. You are one of my very favorite people to photograph. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which reminds me, I owe you some photos. I've got photos from the last gig to send over to oh, you. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah. yeah, you you guys are just so much fun up there, and especially you with an Eldon right up front. Yeah, and,
5: we, love, we love cracking up, you know. It's just like, okay, let's. You know, we're we are what we are. We're laying it out for you, and uh, and we're going to have some fun too. So <laughs> well, it
2: shows it's, all, it's all good. What the
3: funniest story you can think of that has happened in your career? Uh, what, what what is the funniest story you could tell our listeners about that that will blow them away?
5: Something. Uh, it's not uh, outrageously hilarious. I mean, we've. We've had uh, 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 hmm, me and another band member are with uh, with AA. We're uh, we're like you know, uh, staying sober and, and working the program. Good and uh, We 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 did actually have a mini meeting with uh, uh, Eddie Money's crew. <laughs> oh Bravo!
3: That's awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. But then, you know, the thing that really sticks out of my mind is is one night we were playing with Billy. You know, Billy H was in the band. And, uh, and, uh, we were giving up the money and, uh, we paid the, uh, the sound guy, we paid for the food, some of it. And I had a dollar left. <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: good. And I
5: said, well, well, Billy, you know what? This is, this is all yours, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: good story. So I paid him a, a dollar for the gig and he was very appreciative, you know.
1: That's awesome. That I think even... I was there that night, too. Come
5: to yeah, you know. I think so, yeah.
1: You you seem to get some great uh, headliners that you're opening for. And then you guys, too, were headlining at the Coach House a few times.
5: Yeah, I think the guys over there kind of like us, so we're... Uh you know when i when I get up on stage I tell people we're very local you know and and uh I tell people that i you know i, I sleep behind the bar and <laughs> Melvin sleeps in, in the in the broom closet you know and, and that's how local we are so I think people you know dig that you know we're we're you know we're part of their their scene and uh and uh you know it's it's to the point where uh, people sing uh our lyrics along with us
1: oh <laughs> yeah uh Oh, gosh, I forgot where I was going
3: now. <laughs> well, that is, that is the... Oh, uh...
1: I know what I was going to say. During the pandemic, you guys did your own little private concert that recorded
5: it. Yeah, they we, uh, you know, we really were just like, uh, you know, itching to play some, somewhere. So uh, uh, I think it was Clyde's son, the owner of the coach house, Clyde's son, called us and said, look... You know, uh, I wanted to do this uh, an air uh, air year gig over uh, over the internet, and uh, you know, my daughter uh, worked out some of the details with the uh, my daughter Siana worked out some of the details with the uh, the uh, link and, and whatnot, and we got uh, we got broadcast on a network. I can't remember the name of the network right now, but <laughs> it I went over the it. world. Yeah,
1: I was watching
5: oh yeah yeah Yeah, i watched
1: and i was like gosh i wish i was there to photograph you guys it
5: was great yeah 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 nobody bumping into
1: you (laughs) oh yeah i'd have to worry about you know blocking anybody's view or
5: (laughs) blocking
3: your shot which is even more important just saying
5: (laughs) it's 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 a little bit uh uh intimidating and 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 rough to uh Pull, uh, you know, an inspired show off with just the sound guy clapping for you, but you know, I've done that before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, how often do you guys rehearse?
5: Um, we are kind of like uh living the senior life, so we're <laughs> we're all <laughs> uh you know doing vacations and stuff and have busy schedules with uh, grandkids and whatnot so you know we practice probably four times before a show well you guys and, are so uh,
1: tight and you're playing yeah man. it's uh,
2: remarkable
5: yeah we got uh i i'm so blessed to be playing with some really i mean you know the area best i i call uh eldon tommy and i they uh the OC3, because yeah. <laughs> we're like, uh, you know, we're, we're we're always hitting the shed and, and writing new stuff, and we're actually working on an album right now uh, over in, uh, with with a studio in Montclair, Multiverse, mm. and uh, we're doing, you know, we're doing track one by one, and a lot of the inspiration just comes out while we're recording, you know, oh, it just could go right here, and that, you know, that there, you know, so uh, it's a whole creative process
2: from start to finish. It's clear that you guys all love and respect each other.
5: We do. We're like brothers. Yeah. Um You know, there's healthy competition, but you know that's that's that keeps us, you know, <laughs> keeps us having fun.
3: Well, I think as you get a little bit into past your twenties, mm-hmm. you probably compete a lot less and, and cooperate more.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. You know, it's it's really cool. We talk about. Uh, we talk about geezer stuff when we get together, you know?
1: <laughs> well, you're seasoned professionals is what you are. Yeah. And uh, now you've got, I know I she had a new song, or a fairly new song, Angelina.
5: Yeah, Angelina's cool. It's, uh, oh, you know, that's the funny thing about that song. I had the uh, I have the music and the chorus put together, but I asked uh, Eldon to write the, uh, the main uh, l- uh, lyrics. Because I didn't want I didn't want to get in trouble with my wife. So I let him get in trouble with his wife and his wife, uh, uh Jeanette, Matt. She was she was like feeling for a while. <laughs>
2: no, <okay. laughs>
5: my oh, you wife got- cannot stand Angelina Jolie, you know, she's a homewrecker, you know, so she's like why did you write that? You know, I I did get into some some degree of trouble, but yeah. uh, you
1: know. well, you got a good group of bandwives anyway. I mean, you know, for seventeen yeah. years, yeah, they're going to have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: My uh, my wife is just starting to get the idea that it, you know it's not absolutely necessary to be there at every show, but invariably there's a young lady at the at the dressing room door. Oh, uh, that she she needs to block, you know. <laughs> it
1: comes with the territories.
5: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Do you know, uh, you're talking about funny stories. When my late husband was playing and, you know, there would be a lot of the, the women throwing themselves out there or strut right, their stuff right. in front of the band. And I always "Well, it comes stories. with the territory. <laughs> but after a while, I would say enough is enough. And I had a little bag of rubber bands in my purse. Yeah and i would shoot him <laughs> <Nine>. <laughs> i would shoot him in the it. butt nobody knew where yeah. it was coming from
3: <laughs> it does sound like a sweet cat thing it really does
0: yeah <laughs>
6: okay
1: well you know you yeah. kind of get as a band wife or something you kind of get tired like all right you yeah, know yeah she's she's
5: actually uh, colleen is actually just you know like uh, she's pretty chill with it now actually
1: well, we certainly look forward to seeing you again in March.
2: Absolutely, Nick. Uh, so much appreciate your time. Yeah. Did you guys get your tickets yet? We did. Yeah,
1: Tommy's sending them okay. to me. Uh, okay. I should have them tomorrow or the next day. He said he was putting them okay. in the awesome. mail today.
3: And I'm coming awesome. too. I can't wait to hear the show.
5: All right. Yeah it'll be great to have you guys there we'll bring uh we'll bring your young man upstairs and show him how ugly the place is oh <laughs> Brady would, he would, would
1: love Fred. that
2: <laughs> yeah
5: he'd be thrilled yeah.
1: in fact he's in the room here oh what'd you say I would love that. he, he would said he, love he would love that,
5: that. <laughs> okay well you know they're uh they splurge on tortilla chips and salsa which is like uh some of the best in san juan capistrano
2: there you
5: go. so you can eat you can eat dinner with us too
2: perfect oh. we'll take you up on that <laughs>
5: Okay, all right.
1: Minds by the Gunboat Kings.
2: Guys are great, and
1: I look for, oh yeah, I look forward to hearing more of them. And you can find them on Facebook and also on uh, the web at GunboatKings.com.
2: And Nick has promised Braden a, a full tour of the coach house when we go on March third.
1: Yes, that's thrilling.
2: Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the wine we're drinking today. It's a 2019 concept album, Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa, the Napa Valley, and I happen to think this is a very tasty wine. It's got the smooth characteristics of Cabernet, light tannins, and just really an easy drinking wine. What I wanted to share with you is what is on the back of the label, and let's use this as our quote of the day. It says you'd never stop a record halfway through and claim you've experienced the whole album. So how could you, with a great bottle of wine, the music isn't over until the bottle is empty?
1: All right, so we are all good. And uh, our guest next week, we will have Tom Brave, trumpet player, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and...
2: With the passing of, of David Crosby, he's going to share memories of being on tour with him for a couple of years.
1: Right. And also, our other uh, guest we have is
2: Will Seiple, Uh from WorthPoint.com. It's a great story. Like he said, he's going to take us on a ride, and he will.
1: I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. We have Rick Frost that we're going to be interviewing too coming yeah, up. So wonderful. we'll have him on a future show. So thank you for listening to Chords, Finds, and Dines, and we are going to. Uh, end the show with uh, another Gunboat Kings. You know she's there.
2: See you next week.
1: Bye bye.
0: This is Martha Davis from the Motels and you're listening to 10 Temecula Entertainment Network.